Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Marcel Benjamin at the moment, full of running, 27 the split, leads from Star Galleria. Outer Orlando pulls out and then came Ray's Choice. He goes for home on Boncel Benjamin and it's put about five metres on them. They're labouring, trying to get to him. In second spot on the outside, trying hard as Outer Orlando. Ray's Choice still there on the inside. He's got to run another group three placing Ray, but it's all Boncel Benjamin. Wow, Boncel Benjamin wins it. Boncel Benjamin yes, beats Yes, that was a couple Ray. of runs ago. Boncel Benjamin, and we know that he ended up winning on protest the Inter-Dominion final, and he returns on the weekend at Newcastle on Friday night. Chris Barsby is with us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. What, what can we expect from Bonsell? We know he's got terrific gate speed. Is he going to cross fairly easily, Chris, or is there a fair bit of speed underneath him in this Newcastle mile? Well, there is speed on his inside in Max Delight, who's drawn gate one. But as we know, he can really fly the arm, Bonsell Benjamin. Interestingly, trainer Jason Grimson goes into this Group 1 feature. Winner of this race automatically qualifies for the Miracle Mile, and he hasn't trialled publicly. So he hasn't been out in a race or a trial since he won that Inter-Dominion on protest back in mid-December. So it's a bold move attacking this race fresh up, but... He knows what he's doing, Jason Grimson. Josh Gallagher, he's going to be one of our guests later on, so mm. we'll be interested to see what he's got to say about Bonsell Benjamin. But it's a very good race. Only the eight runners, and I think capping it at eight uh, makes it more intriguing. Uh, and the way the barrier draw has fallen, it's going to be a very, very good race. Expensive Ego is $2.15. Max Delight, $4.00. And Bonsell Benjamin, gate six is $4.60. Amanda Rando's our first guest, Chris. Yeah, that's right, Steve. Amanda Rando from Harness Link, based down there in Sydney. So she's on the ground and she's set for a huge weekend. Newcastle Mile tomorrow night. The Chariots of Fire, the Group 1 feature for the four-year-olds coming through on Saturday night. And she's online with us now. Amanda, good morning. Good morning. What a great double header we've got. And for both of those feature races, guys, um, the winner receives an invitation to the Million Dollar Miracle Mile at Menangle on March 5. So there's plenty of stake, not just winning this feature race, but also an invitation to that Miracle Mile, which is going to be vital. Well, let's talk about the Newcastle Mile, given that it comes up first. Tomorrow night, we're at the Newcastle International Paceway. As Steve just outlined there, Amanda, expensive ego favourite at 2.15. Who wins this race and why, in your opinion? Wow, what a race to start with. It's probably the strongest Miracle Mile I've seen in my time. Um, who wins this race? Brilliant question. Look, I really like Bonsell Benjamin here. Um, I think gate speed is going to be the key, and this horse has stacks of it. We saw it during the Inter-Dominion series in Sydney. Uh, he almost beat King of Swing at Bathurst in the heat and it was his gate speed um, that you know almost beat him that night. And obviously uh, in the Inter-Dominion he won that race on protest but his gate speed was vital that night as well. He was crossed straight to the front by driver Josh Gallagher. He had the option. He handed up straight away and uh, he ended up coming away with the prize. So yeah, look, it's going to be a great clash. Uh, it's the first time we've seen Bonsell Benjamin and Expensive Ego race each other again since that controversial Inter-Dominion uh, grand final. Uh, Expensive Ego, Chris, he's had two starts since that Inter-Dominion. Uh, he lost the Casey Classic in Victoria on protest too. So he's lost two feature races on protest in his last three starts. So 
you know, his ego has been bruised, so to say. But, look, the stable has been confident since his return from Sydney. He was scratched out of that Hunter Cup. They, the stable said, you know, he was a little bit flat and they just weren't happy with him. But he's bounced back uh, since he's returned home to Sydney and subsequently is the race favourite for this Newcastle Mile on Friday night. As for Bonsell Benjamin, uh, his trainer, Jason Grimson, he's also been bullish about his horse. Uh, we haven't seen him race since that Inter-Dominion series in December, uh, but Jason has said that, you know, that series brought this horse on really well and he's even better again. So he hasn't had a public trial. He's had private workouts at Menangle and has been working out in some good times. So he does like that race fitness, um, but... Look, I just think his gate speed is going to be key here on Friday night. And Josh Gallagher has that option of, you know, does he lead all the way or hand up to a horse like Expensive Ego and and, and hope to just out-sprint him in the straight? Because at Newcastle, the horses do fan out. So it's, um, you know, if you do hand up, you should get a run. So, look, I like the, the odds of one sell Benjamin, $4.60. Uh, I think that's good money for mm. him. Um, yeah, the only the horses that have really sort of been firmed in the market have been Mac Dam, Triple Eight, and Majestic Cruiser. So it's a, quite an interesting market. But yeah, I really like Bonsell Benjamin. Okay, are you concerned though that he hasn't had a trial? I know Jason Grimson, and he knows how to get them going. There's no question about that. But were you surprised that he's attacked this race first up without a, a hit out? Well, look, I think Jason wouldn't put him into this race like that. Um, without being confident. And, you know, Jason is one of the, the top conditioners in New South Wales. So he, he knows what times they've got to be running in track work at an angle. And he has access, you know, to to um, give him a fast work hit out on the, main, on the main track. So I think the times are there for this horse. You can't beat race fitness, uh, but, you know, some of these other horses he's competing against have done a lot of travelling as well. So, you know, will that bring them undone? So it does raise a lot of questions. Uh, for me, I'm sticking with this, this gate speed, which I think is going to be key. Uh, and I think they're going to run a really quick mile. I think the track record is definitely in jeopardy. Uh, Major Dan set the track record of 150.7, winning this race uh, a couple of years ago. And I think uh, we're going to see them go faster than that on Friday night. Mm. Interesting, Chris. I want to ask you, I see in the Inter-Dominion, uh, sorry, the Miracle Mile market with Tab, he's $14 and $3.36 the place. Obviously, he'd need to draw well, Chris, but do you think that's over the odds if he does draw a favourable gate? Um, Bonsell Benjamin in the mile? Could you speculate? Yeah, absolutely. 14? Absolutely. Like, as Amanda just outlined, he, he's one of the favourites for this race tomorrow night. So if you think he's going to win tomorrow night, you've definitely got to have something a little extra on for the Miracle Mile. Yeah, but he's not a horse that can obviously sit and win. He needs to draw well. Chris, is that fair in the, in the Miracle Mile? Would need to lead or be able to find the top early or not? Well, given that it's going to be one front line there at Menangle in the Miracle Mile, and given that he's got so much gate speed, he's one of those horses that can make his own luck because he can put himself into the right spot. So... Uh, he's got options, and, and that, that high speed is just crucial, and he's got it in spades. So mm. he's a key player. There's no doubt about it. Well, so Amanda would concur with that. Yeah, I definitely do. As, as Chris outlined, you know, that early speed is just the key to this horse. It, it kind of doesn't matter where he draws. And I think a lot of his rivals respect that early speed too. 
Uh, and the fact that he handed up in the Inter-Dominion, some of the other major players will be hoping that he hands up again. So, um, yeah, I think they're really good odds for Bontel Benjamin. Okay, well, that's the Newcastle mile tomorrow night. Speaking of speed, early speed, this chariot's a fire. The more you look at this race, the more puzzling it becomes. I'll put it to you this way. Who's going to lead the chariots of fire? Not necessarily win, but who, who's going to lead? Who's going to be in front of the half? Oh, that's a, another <laughs> really good question. And as you said, the, the barrier draw has just thrown this race wide open. I think the early leader is Tijan Raider. Number two. Okay. Yep. Mm. Yep. yep. That's fair enough. So, so who wins it then? For me, I really like the 11 Bondi lockdown. I know he's drawn out wide. Uh, and this is his first look at Menangle on Saturday night. But just this horse's style of racing that we've seen him produce in Victoria, he's tough. And I think he'll be able to sustain a really quick mile. And, and that's what you need. You know, these, these sub-150 miles at Menangle, it's not a horse that's got, you know, a quick turn of speed. It's a horse that can sustain a really tough mile. And I think Bondi Lockdown has all the qualities to do that. This horse, he's... $3.40, and I think that's a great price. Obviously, punters are a bit concerned with that wide draw. But he's won his last five starts, and two of those have been group one. So he hasn't just won, you know, just these races out in the bush. He's won top-class races. And, um, you know, it'll be a fantastic story for Aaron Dunn, who's just got a few horses in his stable, and he's done such a good job at these horses, and Bondi Lockdown particularly. He's uh, just been a giant killer of late. So I really like him, Bondi Lockdown. Okay. And to the point that you raised earlier, Amanda, when you said that the winner of the chariots gets automatic uh, inclusion to the Miracle Mile, and if Bondi uh, Bondi Lockdown happened to win, he wouldn't be out of place in that Miracle Mile, would he? No, definitely not. So we've seen the chariots of fire form has definitely stacked up in the Miracle Mile in the last few years since the winner of the chariots has received that automatic invitation to the race. And, yeah, it's definitely stacked up. So he's definitely, you know, if he does come out and win Saturday night, he's one of the strong contenders for a Miracle Mile. Can I get your thoughts on Krug? He looks so good winning first up, like he did in, in Queensland during our Winter Carnival, and then, then he's dipped at his next couple of starts. Uh, is there a pattern starting to develop there with Krug? How do you assess him? Look, I, I thought he was huge first up at Menangle. He sat past, broke 150. Uh, it was a career-best effort for him. Then the start later, uh, he galloped and missed away. Um, so... In my opinion, I just feel the horse didn't have the right run that night. And I think that's how why he came undone last week, finishing second um, in that race at Menangle to Rock and Roll Do. I think he'll be better again. I've got him in my as fourth in my top four picks. Uh, I think he'll be better again with that one from last week. And he, he does want respect drawn in barrier three. Uh, he will need a bit of luck, but, yeah, definitely don't, don't rule him out. Okay, Crandell Getty, his trainer, arrives today in Sydney after spending a heap of money yesterday at the Christchurch Yearling Sales. So, Bonsell Benjamin for you in the Newcastle Mile, and you're with Bondi Lockdown in the Chariots of Fire, Amanda. Yes, that's it. Yeah, the Chariots is a great race, and I think, you know, you've also got to respect the likes of Rock and Roll Do, who's drawn out wide as well. Uh, he's the widest runner in that race on Saturday night. But he was huge in the four-year-old Bonanza at Melton two starts ago. He missed away, made up a ton of ground. 
to finish fourth to Bondi lockdown. And to think he travelled to Sydney since then and then produced what he did last week at Menangle where he sat parked and won in the crew best time. He went 151 and change. He's just really at the peak of his powers at the moment. So I really like him as a danger. And you've got to respect the two and the three, which is Tej and Raider and Krug. So they're my top four. But, yeah, really looking forward to these races in the next couple of days. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic, no doubt about it. Next week, we've got the Ladyship Mile. Amanda Rando from Harness Link. We'll be able to read all about these uh, big races via Harness Link across the weekend. Really appreciate the time today, uh, time today, and we'll chat again next week. It's a pleasure. Thanks, guys. There's Amanda Rando from Harness Link joining us. So harnesslink.com, you'll be able to find out all of the information for those big races. Now, this... Our next guest, Steve, this is a man that can drive. There's no doubt about it. He can drive and he can drive fast. He's got almost 2,000 career wins against his name, almost 20 Group 1 victories, and he's engaged in both of these features across the weekend. The Newcastle Mile on Friday night, tomorrow night, and then he's got the drive in the Chariots of Fire. And both of his runners are at good odds, but I think they've both got chances. We're talking about Nathan Jack, and he joins us online now. Nathan, appreciate the time. Yeah, no dramas, uh, Mac Dan is your drive firstly tomorrow night in the Newcastle Mile. I've got to ask the question, have you been to Newcastle before? Oh, I have when I uh, lived up here many years ago. I took IC Diamonds there and a couple others, but uh, yeah, it's been a, been a fair while. Okay, so you are familiar with the track and how it's set up. Tell me about Mac Dan. How do you rate his chances in this field tomorrow night? Yeah, Chris, I reckon he's got a really good chance. He hit the line great in the Hunter Cup, and if it was run more genuine, I think he would have uh, figured in the finish with a bit more luck. Um, it's a great field, a lot, lot of speed, but uh, I, I think if he gets any sort of luck, he, he'll be right there. OK, how do you see it early? This speed battle, Max Delight, Gate 1, Bonsilla Benjamin, uh, Gate 6, you'll start from 5. Who <laughs> leads this race? I think Bonsilla Benjamin will probably get across. Max Delight, in my opinion, will be happy to trail him. I'm hoping Expensive Ego can keep working forward and I'll be 1-1 one, one on the back of him. Mm, that'd be ideal, wouldn't it? It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, now, just on that last uh, performance in the Hunter Cup, uh, he was one of very few horses that actually hit the line and it was a sub-26 last quarter, so it wasn't a traditional Hunter Cup race, how it was uh, uh, just a sprint home there, but Mac Dan actually hit the line. Yeah, he did. He hit the line really hard and I know the camper really happy with him, um, just speaking to Clayton and Emma during the week, but they're really, really happy and um, bullish of his chances, that's for sure. That's one. Uh, I'm not sure they've ever gone to Newcastle before, Emma and Clayton. I, I wouldn't have thought so, no. No, so that's tomorrow night. Let's talk about the chariots. This horse that you're driving, Spring in His Step, he's currently at $34 with Tab right now. He qualified in that first qualifier, the Hondo Grattan. That was the heat won by Titian Raider. Uh, you decided to... Skip the four-year-old Bonanza in your home state of Victoria. Take him straight up to Sydney. And it's paid dividends because he's qualified and he's in the field and you ha haven't had to go through that extra hard run. Yeah, that's right, Chris. He, he had sort of... It had a real hard run to start before that, um, which was only a week before. And then he went to Sydney. And I can see why he's probably $34. A lot of people would watch it and say on, on face value he was disappointing. But he's not that sort of horse that can run a 26, what, low 26 quarter, um, that pulls him up. If the last quarter 27, that's going to suit him down to the ground. And I think this week they'll run it much more genuine and I think that'll play into his favour a lot. He's a lovely big horse, so having that run under his belt at Menangle would be very beneficial as well. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will be, and I'm sure uh, the week in between where he got to miss a week will help him a lot as well. Uh, he seems really good. His track work's been great, just nice and sharp. He hasn't done a whole lot, but he's been sharp and strong. Um, yeah, we just, just need it to be genuine run, which I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Like the Newcastle Mile, there's a bit of guessing going on at the moment. Who's actually going to lead? How do you see that run into that first turn there on Saturday night? Yeah, it's a bit tricky, this one. Um, I haven't sort of got my head around it yet, but I think Harry's horse will be wanting to hold up. Um, seems to be a good horse in front. Um, better call me. He'll probably poke forward, Krug. Then you've got the two out wide that are going to have to go forward as well. Like, you know, Rock and Roll do was super impressive, and he was impressive at Maryborough Trials before the Bonanza, and he made a break and was huge in the Bonanza. Uh, so, you know, he's got the best driver in the business, so he, he's not going to make a mistake. And, and Aaron Dunn's horse, like Fondo Lockdown, he's done... In Victoria, what we haven't seen many horses do probably since Lockerbie Art was in his, in his prime last season. Okay, so saying that, uh, where do you want to be? Do you want to sort of be midfield? Do you want to try and stay as close as you can without pushing too hard early? I'd love to be three back defence. That'd, that'd do me for, for early on and see what happens. But, um, you know, Greg Sugar's horse, better eclipse the way he finished off last week. If, if he gets any sort of luck, he's going to be hard to beat. Like, I'm sure every horse in the race is is deserve it to be there, and I think it's an open race. Mm. But you, you give yourself, with a bit of luck, a, a top three chance? Yeah, I do. I give him a real good chance. It's probably a lot tempo-related with him because he, he can't just he can't run a 25-quarter, but I don't think, well, apart from the first one, I don't think there'll be any 25-quarters anyway. Mm. I think there'll be a lot of solid well, quarters. Yeah, certainly looks that way. It's going to be a fascinating race, no doubt about it. You're fresh back into it. You just missed on a, a Group 1 with that trotter in Melbourne, so you're hungry for more Group 1 success. I'm always hungry, mate. <laughs> uh, how's the uh, facial injuries after you got kicked? Uh, it's a bit swollen and it's a bit embarrassing, but uh, it's getting better and better each day, and probably it doesn't feel to be getting better to me because I'm looking at it and feeling it every day. But uh, now we're getting there slowly, and hopefully by... Sort of midway through next week, it'll be all gone. You must have been pretty lucky, though, that morning. I was extremely lucky, yeah. I reckon uh, a little bit higher. I could have got me in the temple or the eye. I would have been in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, OK, so just taking it day by day. Yeah, for sure, mate, yeah. All right. Well, it's great to see you contesting these Group 1 races across the weekend. Here's hoping that you get some luck and you can capitalise because uh, your record's fantastic and uh, a few more Group 1s against your name wouldn't go astray. So really appreciate the time today. No, I appreciate it, Chris. Thanks very much. Oh, before I let you go, any yes, chance mate. of coming to Queensland during our carnival? Spring any step and catch a moment. There's the two I'm aiming at. Right, I'm maybe one of the fillies for the Oaks. All right. Well, well, I'll pencil you in for July then. I'll see you then. Permanent mark on me. Don't pencil me. <laughs> Good stuff. Appreciate it. Best of luck. Cheers, mate. Here's Nathan Jack joining us. So uh, a couple of good chances there, and uh, he's giving both a really good push. So I was surprised then when he said that uh, he's got the best in the business, Luke McCarthy driving Rock and Roll Do, because I know he's a big fan of Gary Old Jr., but maybe he's just talking about Sydney and not uh, about Perth. Speaking of Perth... Steve, we've got a new driver for Chicago Bull tomorrow night. He goes around in the free-for-all, but there's no Gary Hall Jr. taking the sit behind the little champ. Our man in the West is Matty Young. He joins us each and every Thursday, and he's online with us now. Matty, give us the honours. Who is driving Chicago Bull? That would be one Gary Hall Jr.'s partner. Madison Brown takes the steer on Chicago Bull tomorrow night. OK, so she's obviously had a little bit of track work behind the champ this week, no doubt. I don't know whether Junior allows anyone to get it into the cart, so uh, 
He might just be jumping on for the first time. I don't think he's the hardest horse to drive. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I think I think she's just going around for a, a bit of fun experience tomorrow night at Gloucester Park. All right. Does he win that race? I think so. Um, he's running the pacing cup. When you really look at it, he just dominated and just got swooped on the line. So I'm happy to admit that I was wrong. He was pretty close to winning another pacing cup. And look, uh, realistically, when you look back at it, he really deserved it too. Yeah, he was brave, just going down narrowly. So he goes around tomorrow night. He's in race six. That's the Media Guild Cup. That race over the uh, the shorter trip, 2,130 metres. There's a lot to look forward to tomorrow night at Gloucester Park. We've got the Johnson for the Phillies and Mares. That's a Group 3 feature, the Media Guild Cup. A couple of other nice races. What is your best bet coming through tomorrow night? It's actually in the Johnson, uh, number one, Blissful Abbey. Not a hugely fast front line, and uh, she gets out pretty quick. And with Cole Harper jumping back aboard, there's not many better horses uh, to be uh, driven out in front than with Cole Harper on. So, look, I think Blissful Abbey will lead. I don't think there's a great deal of pressure in the race. I think he can uh, stack them up, and I think he'll get the win. So, Blissful Abbey, I thought, was my best on the card. Should be able to lead and win the Group 3 Johnson. Can I ask you either, A, walking a, a big dog, B, riding a horse or driving a horse? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm uh, actually on a stroll with my wife and my dog, so... Oh, okay. Sounds ferocious. Yeah, pretty bloody hot over here. <laughs> Just 39 <laughs> degrees there yesterday, wasn't it? Well, it was bloody 32 degrees at uh, 10 o'clock last night, so it's about yeah. 33 or something this morning. But, yeah, we're enjoying a heat wave. All right. So your best bet comes through race five, number one tomorrow night, Blissful Abbey. You had some big two-year-old heats uh, conducted earlier in the week, just rehashing those. Did did anything stand out? Is there a potential star amongst your two-year-olds at this early stage? Yeah, there's a couple there. Uh, Valedictorian, who's a horse. We ran a Harness a Dream promotion over here where uh, people who'd never owned a horse before got the chance to go into the draw. Uh, they got to do a stable tour masterclass of Gary Hall Senior's property as well as uh, speak to some of the industry participants and see how everything works. And they were able to, uh, yeah, get, get good education about things. And uh, they went out as well and they got to see the horse. And, yeah, it was, it was really enjoyable. Someone won 10%, a couple uh, won 10% between them uh, with all training costs paid for for the next 18 months. And they got a share in Valedictorian who uh, worked forward from Barrier 9, sat in the breeze and ran away from them in 156.5 in start number one for Justin Prentice and Gary Hall Jr. on uh, Tuesday. So, look, I think uh, they'd be pretty happy with that. So that's uh, been successful so far. And uh, Rocket City for Dylan Edgerton Green, trainer driver. He was uh, quite aggressive to get to the top there. The horse wanted to switch off and on on occasions. But ran home in 27 and changed. Just broke 28 on the way home, but 157.1 overall and looked like it had plenty left in store. So it was really impressive as well. Those were the two that really caught the eye. Between two thorns, Raid and DeCampo looks really hard to beat in the Phillies raids. So it's, uh, I think the Colts look to be pretty talented. It's a pretty even bunch so far, but uh, you're really looking forward to the uh, Group 1 Classics next Friday night. And as it stands... Uh, Gary Hall Jr. won't be driving in them because he has got a suspension. Emily Velko is suspended. And Aidan DeCampo is currently suspended, but he'll be back for the Sales Classics next Friday night. So uh, plenty happening over here in the West. Yeah, and cup-winning driver Kellen Savelko suspended also. Exactly, yeah. He, um, yeah, he cut back down to the inside and 
uh, caused interference on Mighty Conqueror. So, uh, yeah, it was, it's been really interesting for the last couple of weeks for the stewards, but they've been very busy with some of their best drivers in the state. Not going okay. to be there on Friday night. Yeah, it's going to be uh, very obvious as well that they, they're not competing. A couple of other ones, just going back to the WA Pacing Cup. Minstrel, there's a possibility that they could be looking at that new race, the slot race in New Zealand. Do you think there's a chance that, you know, you could see Minstrel over there in Cambridge uh, in mid-April? Well, I mean, if they can get him there, uh, it would yeah. be it'd be really successful to get him there. So, um I think I think a track like Cambridge, I'm sure you'd agree, Chris, would really suit a horse like Minstrel. He's one that he gets around Gloucester Park, but at the same time, he also seems like a horse that would appreciate the bigger tracks like Menangle, and Cambridge is a pretty big track. So um, I would imagine that that'd be something that they'd look at, especially if it's the race, as it's called, is the huge prize money on offer. You'd just be mad not to not to look at it and be able to send him. Back to where he came from, from New Zealand. Yeah, well, maybe they're looking at Queensland as well during our winter carnival. Just a couple of other ones. Wild West has arrived in Sydney for the McCarthys, fresh off his victory at 100-1 to in the Pacing Cup. And I spoke with Kevin Jevons recently, the owner of Shockwave, and the progress is is pleasing. Uh, He's still a long way off. It's going to be later this year, much later this year, but... Uh, Kevin seemed fairly, um, you know, buoyed by the news that he was getting by trainer Ryan Bell that uh, things are progressing and they're heading in the right direction, which is really good signs. Yeah, absolutely right. That's the the horse that we were missing from the summer carnival shockwave. And look, I hope he can get back and be able to show his best in a WA Pacing Cup. Uh, the year that Mighty Conqueror won, Gary Hall Jr. locked wheels at about the 200 metre mark when he was steaming into the race, and he could already well be a pacing cup champion so uh it would be great to see him back but as we know with uh, leg injuries it's uh it's a long road back and it's, uh, it's very treacherous as well because things can go wrong at any any tick of the clock so yeah really really hopeful there for shockwave and just before you let me go chris uh it's great to see chris lewis is back driving on friday night now he's fully vaccinated and available to drive so chris lewis makes his return after a little freshen up let's call it and he'll be back on Friday night. Well, that's that's a big boost given the long list of drivers that we just uh, outlined that are currently on the suspended list. So to have Chris Lewis back, uh, that's a great boost for punters, no doubt, uh, going into this meeting tomorrow night. So fully vaxxed, and he's back in action. The best from you, race five, number one, Blissful Abbey. If you've missed it, race five, number one, the best bet for Matty Young. Matty, you're a champ. You've done it again. Appreciate the time, and we'll chat again next week. Cheers, boys. Thank you.